We're Rachel and Erica, and this is the Autoimmune and You podcast. Neither of us took one answer as our truth when we were diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, and we want you to do the same. There is so much information out there, so many people telling you what or what not to do, and we know how confusing it can feel. This podcast is about breaking past your limits and fears and realizing that different things work for each of us. You are the creator of your own journey, and guess what? You can do whatever the fuck you want. Hello, welcome back to Autoimmune and You. Today we have a very special guest, Mark Dawes, who is an author and public speaker and quantum thinker. And Erica and I had a call with him um, last month and we were just like hanging on his every word. We absolutely loved talking to him and we're really excited for him to share his wisdom with all of you. Um, He talks a lot about mindfulness practices and how universal energy connects us all and how to utilize these concepts in your own life. And this is a lot of concepts that Erica and I talk about as well, but we wanted to have an expert in this field in here um, on this podcast so that you can learn how to utilize these types of thinking strategies in your own health journey. So welcome, Mark. Well, it's nice to be here. Thank you for the invite. So as you guys know, um, I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza. So when I found Mark on Instagram and the information that he was sharing, and obviously we're not going to compare you to Dr. Joe Dispenza because you have probably <laughs> your your own uh, approach and way of um, sharing this information, but he's definitely been a big part of my healing journey. And like the mm-hmm. concepts that I've taken from Dr. Joe Dispenza have profoundly impacted my health and like I would not be here where I am today if I didn't learn his information so when I found you I was like this guy is speaking the language and like we try to talk about these kind of concepts Mm -hmm. on our podcast but like we're not really you know equipped to like in-depth share to our listeners exactly what that means Um, Mm. but we do talk about like mindset and like you know your belief system believing in your body's ability to heal and so your information really kind of goes along the lines with that so we're just like really excited to kind of uh, dive deeper into that with you. But the first question we asked uh, our guests just to kind of, you know, start on a lighter note is what is one thing you couldn't live without? So it could be a thing, it could be a person, it could be really anything. Well, it's, it's an interesting question. And um, for the last few years of my life, I've been learning to let go of a lot of things because the one thing mm. that causes suffering is grasping onto things that you don't want to change. Uh, and everything's everything's impermanent everything's going to change so the question the answer to your question is probably food air water and shelter (laughs) being honest because everything changes Uh, so i've learned to let go to the extent that last year i actually gave our business away that we've been running for 30 years to two two people and we didn't even charge them to take it over because our paths had come to a divergence and I wanted to leave that business behind and focus more on on re- early retirement and helping people. Uh, so we let that go, you know. So there isn't one thing I could say that I, I could I could live without because my practice now is, as I've said, is learning to let go. Mm, that that's is beautiful. I a absolutely great love answer. That. Yeah, I was going to say that's one that we haven't heard from a guest yet. And I absolutely love like it's just the most basic needs being covered. And from there, like we can learn to adapt and form our belief patterns around a way that actually supports our healing and our growth in this life. That's beautiful. 
Um, so we want to hear a little bit like kind of like a cliff notes version about your journey, kind of like what led you to do what you do now. You kind of gave a little bit of a background just now. Um, but what was, was there any like specific catalyst for you that really got you to sharing on social media and just, you know, wanting to help people in this way? Yeah, I mean, a, a brief synopsis of, of my journey. I left, left school when I was 16, joined the Royal Navy, did very well in there. And then I left, I resigned my commission um, because uh, I had a falling out with them, should we put it that way? Um, <laughs> so I ended up £4,000 in debt after being a commissioned officer. I then did a few jobs. I worked for Apple Computers as one of them, became the second highest paid sales consultant in the UK. And then I thought I must be a good businessman. So I bought a ladies' toning studio and gym, and I ended up £80,000 in debt. Um, and the house was going to be taken away. My family was going to be made homeless. And I, I felt like a complete failure, and suicide was going to be an option. And it was at that point that someone gave me a set of tapes, and they were Tony Robbins' Awaken the Giant Within, mm. I believe. And I, I had nothing to, to do, so I listened to the tapes and I thought, if I can implement some of this stuff, let's see where it goes. And that's where the journey started, where I started to discover the power of the mind. And the one thing that stuck me in what he said, which every other book I've read and, and um, person I've listened to uh, has echoed, is that you have to take responsibility for your own life. Mm -hmm. So I stopped blaming people and I thought, right, I need to get into this. So I applied my mind. I started reading everything I could on personal development and professional development. I bought audio tapes that I couldn't afford. And we eventually cleared the debt and we managed to move from where we were to the South Coast. And then we invested in properties. We built a business. And my life had gone from succeeding to failing to succeeding to failing mm. to being on a constant growth path ever since. So it helped me become consistent in my thinking, which helped me become consistent in the results that I obtained, really. Absolutely. So for our listeners, what is a quantum thinker? <laughs> All right, well, that's, just, that's just my words that I put together for the eclectic range of stuff that I study. Uh, someone asked me once, you know, what is it you do? And I, when I started explaining it to them, all the different aspects, they said, no, you know, can you encapsulate it in two words? And I went, well, <laughs> quantum thinking, and that's that's how it was born. So that's when I wrote the first book um, on this subject anyway, about understanding quantum thinking. And, you know, that, that was to help me, if you like, understand what I was learning. So by writing the book, mm -hmm. it helped me help me better understand what I wanted to learn mm. to help me change my life. Yeah, okay. definitely. Well, I feel like we can relate to that as far as like our health coaching journey, right? So like when we started yeah. as health coaches, each of us were very much still figuring out what worked for us. And now we're at a place in our own journeys where we have a really good idea of the things that are working and we're still always growing. Um, and I think that, that it's kind of like that phrase, the teacher learns by teaching, right? So in writing that book, you're able to dive a little bit deeper into the things that you are now sharing and teaching, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that the words used there that you, know, you become a teacher when you start teaching is something I actually said to someone on Instagram yesterday when they were saying, <laughs> how do you get into this? And I said, just start teaching it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you'll become a teacher. So, yeah. And 
my journey in, in the traditional business I had was all in the, the physical skills training, so use of force training, handcuffs, conflict, conflict resolution. But we used to get a lot of people come on courses, even some special forces people, who would worry about the training and worry about passing exams. And it got me thinking, if I can help them with their anxieties and their worries, I can help them achieve their goal in passing courses like this. So I, I started to study NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, and I trained with Richard, Dr. Richard Bandler. That took me on to EFT, emotional freedom technique. Uh, I then became a cognitive hypnotherapist. And it was interesting because when I went for the interview um, to be trained as a cognitive hypnotherapist, they said, uh, why do you want to become a therapist? I said, I don't. I, I want to help become a better trainer. And they couldn't get their head around that. But I did get involved with therapy as well because it, it's very hard not to help people that need help. So on courses, we could help people with anxiety. We could cure phobias in 45 minutes that they, they couldn't have helped before. We've helped people who've been suicidal, change their lives and turn it around, all through that process. And that then led me to the quantum physics side of things. I, I watched a film called What the Bleep Do You Know? Someone mm -hmm. told me to watch. And I thought, well, this is interesting. So I started to, to study that. And at the same time, I was studying Buddhism. I was looking into the aspects of Buddhism. Because what's really interesting about all the science is when you boil it down, it all goes back to the ancient spiritualist traditions. So science is now proving what the ancient philosophies, religions, and and, and tribal traditions have been telling the, the people for thousands and thousands of years. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like when I started sharing my journey on social media in 2016 and like talking about very basic concepts of mindset before I like fully got into the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, so many people were like not understanding. Like it, it just sounds like woo woo to people like, oh, just think, you know, a different way and it's going to improve your health. But it's like your mindset dictates, dictates your actions, right? So it's like, if you have a mindset of like, I'm going to be sick, like this is my life, like there's nothing better that's going to come of it, you're not going to take the action to help you get yourself out of that. So when I found Dr. Joe Dispenza and like learning about this kind of quantum stuff, it was actually in the worst like flare that I had ever been in. Like I was like basically in bed for three months because my body was so inflamed and my husband actually like found one of his vid videos and he shared it to me and we just like listened to it. It was like an hour long podcast talk and everything he was saying totally just like clicked in my brain. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to like take responsibility for my health. I can't just be a victim to what's happening. Like there are things that I can do. And I feel like that is so critical when someone gets diagnosed with any chronic illness, autoimmune disease is that you have to, one, like you said, take responsibility for your yourself and your health and believe that like, this isn't going to be permanent. This is not a permanent situation for me. And I feel like what you're saying with like, you know, people being suicidal and like you were suicidal and like I was suicidal. It's like people kind of have to come to this breaking point almost right but that breaking point is the awakening and we talk about that a lot mm. on our podcast like suffering can be an awakening for people right because like unless you're faced with your life not being there anymore or your life or your quality of life being threatened 
most people just keep going on as they go on, right? Like, ah, I just feel like crap all the time. That's fine. Right. But like getting diagnosed, like for both Rachel and I too, with uh, an autoimmune disease, it's like your life suddenly becomes important. It becomes worth Mm -hmm. fighting for. And so I really think like, if you can't even one, take responsibility for your health or even believe that any of this is possible, like, of course, nothing in your life is going to change with your health or just even just overall quality of life. You know, I, I, I totally agree with you. And you, you need to go through that dark night of the soul. But I think one of the things that gets in the way of, of people, particularly men, um, is and I'm an example. If you'd have said to me 35 years ago, you know, Mark, one day you'll be talking to people about how the mind works and about how the universe and the cosmos interlink and mm-hmm. you know, how you can heal the body. I'd, I'd have put my hands up and said, not me. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know take that, someone that's, else. <laughs> that, yeah, that's for strange people that wear open toed sandals and dance around fires in the woods. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't do that sort of stuff. But what you said is, is so true. You know, when you, you're there and you've got nothing to bargain with and nothing to lose, yep. you know, you transcend your ego and you, you yep. give it a go. You know, so I would say to anyone, and, and you two, you know, your prime examples of, of two fantastic people that have done phenomenal things, you know, and more Thank people you. should do it, certainly more men. Totally men, agree. Men are definitely like, you know, when it comes to like both of our coaching, like, I've probably only had like a couple men reach out to me in the whole time, you know, of being on even on social media for the last seven years, let alone, you know, reach out to me for coaching. But I think, yeah, it's even harder to like for men to like tap into this understanding for some reason than it is for women. And like I would say probably 99.9%, if not more, of our listeners are women. Yeah. I mean, and that's the sort of framework society gives you. You know, I, I grew up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was born in, in 1960. So you can see how old I am. And, <laughs> you know, we had a male dominated household and the men went to work and they were the breadwinners. And that's what you did for a job. And you did manly stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and looked after the females of the family and so on and so forth. So when I got myself into a lot of debt and was about to lose the family home, all that baggage I'd carried about what a man is supposed to be was the thing yeah. that was driving me to think, you know, I'll end it here. And you mm-hmm. have to sometimes, you know, transcend that completely and, and give it a go. And, and I get sick. I, I get sick now. You know, people say to me, oh, you know, you're, you're talking, as you said, you know, woo-woo stuff and this is rubbish yeah. and this is not. But, um, you know, the results speak for themselves. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that's literally what I was just about to say is like, people can say it's woo woo all they want, but until they see it, you know, in practice in their own life and actually working, then they go, oh, okay, got it. Um, And I think that it's really cool. Like you, your a little bit of your journey very much aligns with the, what we share on this podcast, which is not taking one answer as your truth. And I know like when we were on a call previously, you mentioned that you had some health complications about four years ago and you just didn't take that as your answer. And then you radically changed your lifestyle. And I remember you saying that you ramped up meditation so that you didn't have to add medication. And I loved the way that you said that. Um, And I think that that's like a, uh, everyone could take a page out of your book in that aspect um, because 
you don't have to take one answer as a truth. And yeah, you can sit here and think that even anyone listening that what we're talking about now is kind of woo woo. But at the end of the day, you have to change the way that you're thinking in order to change anything in your life. And that is like the core concept of what, you know, we hear from your content and what we hear from a lot of other people that talk about kind of the quantum field, because I don't know, maybe you can give a better kind of like, I don't know, one or two liner, um, summary of what quantum you know what the quantum field is but in my understanding is basically at the very um base theory is that everything is connected everything is matter and everything is connected in an on an energetic level and until you know you genuinely realize that and live and breathe that it's really easy to just sit by and poo poo you know the other people that are thinking that way and then once you open your eyes and you realize this and you actually are like finding proof that these concepts are true in your own life that's when everything starts to shift and you go oh my god where have i been <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, to take a, a leaf out of Dr. Joe Dispenza's teachings, you know, he, he says if the body, you know, can can harm itself, it can heal itself. Mm. Um, that, was, that was a big light bulb moment for me when I had my heart attack. But if you, if you look at what the quantum field is, the zero point field, God, if you like, whatever you want to call it, Brahman, it's all the same thing. But everything in the universe exists as energy and everything came from one point of singularity. So when the Big Bang happened 13.8 trillion billion years ago, whenever it was, everything was condensed to something no bigger than the size of a pea. And then mm -hmm. that burst out and became the cosmos and the universe and the planets and the stars. And we now are made up of, of parts of stars. It's, it's phenomenal when you think about it. Yep. You know, so we all came from a point of singularity. And as quantum um, physics has proven us through entanglement, um, when you've got two subatomic particles, two, two elementary particles, if you separate them by distance and change the direction of one, the other one changes direction instantaneously. There's no time delay. So they're connected. And we were all connected at some point. So if you look at Buddhist teachings, you, you know, Islamic teachings, Judaism, Christianity, it's all in there. We, you know, mm -hmm. we, we all come from this, this point of singularity. It's in Taoism as well. So we are all connected, you know, and there's, there's sayings, uh, you know, as above, so below, as within, so without. These are ancient Ruby scriptures that, that tell yeah. us that what exists out there exists in here. Now, if it exists in here and it exists out there, we must be able to affect what we see out there by changing what we see in here. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a very, very interesting thing, but... Where the, the split came, I think it was around the 14th century or something like that, like, uh, someone called Descartes said that we will, you know, we will measure what we can see and that will become science and all the woo-woo stuff, as you call it. Church, you can have that and you can call it what you want. Um, but prior to that, you know, church and science were never split and it didn't happen in the Far East. It only happened in the West. So if you go back to ancient Far East scriptures, you'll find all these points of connection, you know, and we are all connected. You know, we're connected to every species on the planet, including plants and minerals and animals. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the teachings that I've I've learned so much from is from a great Zen Buddhist master called Thich Nhat Hanh. And he has a great saying, and he said, a cloud never dies. Um, what he means by that is, is when the sun comes out, water vapor rises from the earth, 
that forms a cloud. The cloud will cool down as it passes over the earth. It will drop that the the, the vapor into water droplets on the soil. That will help other plants grow. He said, so a cloud, a cloud doesn't die. It just changes. It just transforms into other mm-hmm. things. And if you think about it, every ele- every elementary particle in the cosmos, within that is every other elementary particle in the cosmos. So if you look into a flower and you, you look deeply enough, you don't just see a flower because a flower is made of non-flower elements. You need the sun, the soil, the dirt, the water. You, you may need people to tend it, so you need a, a human being probably. Oh, that I love that. They've mm-hmm. got to come from their parents, then they, they, they come from their grandparents, and everything's interconnected, you know. Yep. So, uh, you know, and again, I'm stealing from Tichinath Han on this, but his teachings are, are transformational. They're absolutely brilliant. So for me... When I, when I had my heart attack, uh, people said, the first thing they asked you was, you know, we we scared of dying. And I'm not going to be brave and say, no, I wasn't. But I genuinely wasn't scared of dying, but not from a brave point of view. I understood the law of thermodynamics that says that once en- energy ca- cannot be created nor destroyed, it can only be transformed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when this physical state goes, that will go somewhere else. There'll be a continuum. And I'll I'll live on in my children. I'll live on in their grandchildren. You know, my ancestors live on in me. And, you know, every flower, every blade of grass, every water droplet, every one of us exists there. Mm -hmm. So we're we're never gone. It's never, you know, we just live in an interdependent world where everything changes. And if we accept change, we can be truly free. Yeah, we talk about that a lot on our podcast about there is, you know, changes constant right like you have to be willing to go with it and a lot of people are constantly in that resistance to change especially like when it comes to health like people that get diagnosed they're like i just want to go back to my old self i just want to go back to my old life and it's Mm -hmm. like well let's learn through this like what is what is the the kind of lesson that you're learning and like for both of us it's been you know something very profound it's like I was not living life truly before my diagnosis. Like I was working full time. I was going to school full time. Like on the outside, there was all these great things. But on the inside, I was like highly depressed and anxious and suicidal and having panic attacks and like basically didn't really have any joy in my life. And like through both of our journeys, like we've realized like, what is life if you can't enjoy it? Like thoroughly, not like on the outside, but from the inside. Um, The other thing Mm -hmm. I wanted to go back to is like, you know, how we're talking about this energy thing. And it's like people with autoimmune diseases, they're like, well, what does this, you know, have to do with me? But it's like, it has everything to do with it. Because when you are, you know, living a life in alignment with who you truly are, like synchronicities, opportunities, Mm -hmm. possibilities open up. And like our podcast, Mark, is a testament to that. Because when I found Rachel on Instagram, right? Just found a random video of her. I saw that she was a health coach and she had rheumatoid arthritis. And I like reached out to her. We did a live. And then like immediately after that, I was like, we should start a podcast. And then like, what was it? A week, less than a week later, you ran into somebody that worked for like Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts. He immediately got us set up on all the platforms. Like it was so quick. Mm -hmm. He taught us how to like edit. And then look what's evolved from there. It's like, all of these things between Rachel and I 
are not just testaments of our like health and our healing, but like truly the life and community that mm-hmm. we've created because we've been, you know, open and receptive to change, even when it hasn't even felt good or it hasn't been, you know, easy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think I think it's commendable what you've done and, and the way you've explained it is, is absolutely spot on. You know, what you give out is is vibration and every emotional state has a different vibrational frequency that goes out into the cosmos which we're connected to uh, and what you get back is something else on that vibrational state so i i relate it to some people and i'm trying to explain it like you know if you turn your television on and you put it on a certain channel channel mm-hmm. one you're going to see programs that are being transmitted on a frequency for channel one if you don't like that change it to channel two and you'll you'll align with a different frequency that will show you different programs. Mm. And you can do that as many times as you like on a TV set, but people get stuck in one frequency with their life. And then they wonder why they're creating the same stuff, but you change that frequency, you change that alignment, different things come your way. But I I think we need to dispel a myth here as well, because uh, after that film, The Secret, people were saying to me, well, if I think about having a million dollars, then will a million dollars appear in my bank? I went, no. They went, well, how how does it work? And I said, well, what will happen, as you guys have demonstrated by what you've achieved, is when you start thinking about what it is that you want from the basis that you've already done it, then the opportunities to make that happen will be presented Mm -hmm. to you, but you have to spot those opportunities. Now, if your mind's on a different frequency, you're not going to spot the opportunities on this frequency. So you need to be in tune. You need to be aligned on the right frequency. Yeah. I absolutely love that metaphor so much. Um, I was laughing because I am always like spewing out metaphors like that when we're talking about things that just come to my mind and I just connect with that so much. And it connects with something that I was thinking about as you two were talking a little bit ago about like a lot of people, especially on a chronic illness journey are always like, I want my old life back. I want my old body back. But that's because it's familiar, right? Because they don't want to go to the unknown. They don't know what's on the other side and it's scary to change and grow. Mm -hmm. But once they do start going on that path, they realize the beauty that's in the unknown, right? And I always think of like, metaphor coming in hot. Um, I always think of like, you're, you're on, you know, a fork in the road, right. And you see two different paths. And on one path, you see your old life, right. You see, I was happy there, or I thought I was happy and I thought I was healthy and I just want to go back there. And you can see all the way through to the other side. And on the other path, there might be a lit, a couple of steps forward that are lit, but the rest is not quite lit yet. And as you start walking along, it starts getting lit and lit and lit even more. And to me, that is a true testament to how as you start taking these steps into the quote unquote unknown, you start to realize that there's so much beauty to be seen, but you can't see it until you start to tap in more, until you start to change that frequency to actually genuinely align with where it is that you want to go and where it is that you want to be and how you want to feel. So I really, really love um, that metaphor. And anyone out there listening, like I really urge you kind of take a couple of steps and explore that other path because it's not like it's going to be dark forever on that path. You're going to start to see more and more of where you can go from there. 
Um, and I love that, Mark, you said, change your frequency and you'll change your alignment. Just like going back to Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? You have to change your mind to change your life. You have to change your actions to change the way that you feel about your life. And if you're not connecting to that deeper feeling of, like you said, Mark, of what it, what does it feel like to have that million dollars in your bank account? Like if you're not genuinely allowing your mind to go there, no, it's not going to happen. And that goes for, you know, feeling better in your own life. That goes with having better positive relationships in your life. Um, and then one more thing I wanted to add is talking about like the flower, having all of the elements, right? The sun and the dirt and the rain. I just had this like really beautiful vision of everyone on a chronic illness journey um, having those different particles in order to flourish and be like one of those beautiful wildflowers in a field where we need the different quote unquote particles, such as a good, strong community, such as a strong sense of self, such as obviously like the diet and the movement and that sort of stuff. But really the foundation of all of that is the basic needs, feeling grounded, feeling safe, feeling secure in your own self, even if you are hurting from time to time, having a strong foundation of relationships and support systems. And these are all things that we talk about so, so often on the podcast, but at the root of all of that is one of these stronger themes that we've had lately, which is nervous system, right? regulation, which is feeling like you genuinely are at a regulated state throughout your entire system so that you can continue on this path of like manifesting the things that you want in your life and spreading love and, you know, having gratitude for all the things that you have and all the things that are coming to you. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, if you take the Bible as one example, you know, when they were expecting this messiah to arrive they thought he was going to be a warrior and he was going to you know fight the romans and give them back their land and everything else and he, he said no I'm, you know i'm not here to do that i'm here to save you all from sin and to do that you've got to have love love's the most important thing you know you've got to be grateful for stuff so what you're saying is so true and the community aspect is really important uh, one of the things i find is interesting about people getting over their illnesses and becoming the new them. And I had a conversation with someone today, funnily enough, and they were saying, well, I want to know why it happened. You know, they, something's happened to them. They become very, very depressed and they're in a dark place and they want to know why it happened. And the doctors and the psychiatrists and the psychotherapists are all looking at why it happened. And I said to her, I said, if someone fired a bow and arrow and that arrow penetrated someone's chest, what's more important? getting the arrow out and saving their life or going and finding the person that shot it. Mm. And they said, well, getting the arrow out and saving their life. I said, right. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter who shot it. it you know, it's, it's an irrelevant issue to the health of that person. So yeah. it's why, why you got something may or may not be relevant, but what is 100% yeah. relevant is what you do about what you've got and how you yep. tra transform that and transcend that into a, a better healthy option. Many of us in the autoimmune world are best friends with heating packs. We're here to tell you that it's time to ditch them because we have something even better for you. Our new favorite pain relieving product is not like any other heating products that either of us have ever tried. Thermotex offers a variety of infrared heating products. They're really high quality, effective, and convenient. It's super easy to do. All you have to do is flip on the switch, let it heat up, and instantly enjoy the healing benefits. Because they incorporate infrared technology, the energy is absorbed six centimeters 
centimeters into your body, traditional heating packs only penetrate about a quarter of a centimeter. The other cool part about this technology is that it isn't insanely hot to the touch, so you don't have to worry about burning yourself or having to reheat it frequently. Thermotex is currently offering our listeners a 10% discount on any personal product with our special code AUTOIMMUNEANDYOU, all one word. And as always, that link is in the show notes. We literally use our heating pads every single day, and we can't wait for you guys to start using this as part of your healing regimen. Mm-hmm. And the meaning doesn't come immediately, right? Like when we were diagnosed, I wasn't like, this is my purpose in life, da, da, da. You know, it's like, that's not what happened. It took years and years. And like, even now, like I listen to a lot of Eckhart. So Eckhart has been like a massive influence on my health journey and uh, his book, uh, The Power of Now, or uh, I think it's The Power of Now, but he's talking about our purpose is to just be, like be present, be mm. fully open and receptive to life. Like fundamentally, like, you know, you don't have to be like, like for me, I don't think like, oh, my purpose is to be helping people with autoimmune diseases. It's like, no, my per- my purpose is to be truly present. So that way I can be available for people because before all of this, I was in survival mode. And a lot of, uh, you know, people that listen to our podcast and a lot of my clients are in survival mode. So you can't be in creation when you're in survival mode, right? Like doc, that's one of like the things that Dr. Joe Spenza talks about, which is what I've taken a lot from is like creation cannot happen in survival mode. So if you want to create the life that you want, like you have to step out of, you have to get out of survival mode. And for me, like really the the big catalyst for my health journey is getting out of survival mode. So I can have energy to create in my life. You can't have energy to create in your life if you're drowning in stress, you know, the hormones mm-hmm. of stress and everything is a threat and, you know, all of that that comes with uh, being in survival mode. So Yeah, it's all like all of this is really, really important for people that have chronic illness because it's it's something that you don't immediately understand. Like you have to embark on this journey with trust that like I'm going to figure it out and things are going to be okay, even when they don't feel like it, because, you know, I've definitely been in times where, like I said, when I was in that really bad flare And instead of, you know, choosing to just like, okay, I'm going to become a victim to life and a victim to this illness. I was like, I'm going to meditate every single day. I did that every single day for six months in my sauna, listening to Mm -hmm. like a guided healing meditation. And I kept visualizing because I rock climb and I kept visualizing myself rock climb at the gym. And I thought about the same thing every day for six months until finally my body came out of that inflammatory state and I was able to go back to the gym. And I did this, I've talked about this on our podcast a lot, but this is so true about why this is also meaningful is because I finally got to go to the gym and I did a problem in the gym and I came back down and it felt surreal. It felt like deja vu. And I was like, why does this feel like that? And I was like, oh, because I had been mentally rehearsing this for the last six months and now I'm able to be in this position like that Mm -hmm. mental rehearsal part right like believing stepping into those feelings of it actually happening is critical because like you said it's not enough to just want or I want to be healthy or you know I want to have a lot of money like you have to emotionally embrace what that would feel like if you actually arrived there and 
So can you, you, can you explain a little bit more about that? Cause I feel like a lot of people just think, Oh, I have to be in the want or like with manifestation, you know, I want to be wealthy. I want to be healthy, but like what is happening when we're actually emotionally embracing that before it's actual actually happened? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're in the process of thinking, I want something, then we're sending out a signal to the universe that you lack it already. So mm-hmm. it just recognizes the lack. Wanting doesn't make it happen. You have to, if you like, project your intention out into the universe as though you've already got it. And then that that intention, that thought, that visualization should be layered on a heartfelt emotion, an elevated heartfelt emotion of gratitude. Because when you send the intention out at the right frequency and vibration, as though you've already got it, the gratitude brings it to you. Because the only time you give gratitude for something is when you've got it. So if, if you yeah. gave me a present right now, I'd say thank you, because I've received something. So we're, we're saying, this is what I've got, and thank you for giving it to me. Now, it may be that it doesn't happen straight away, but you still mm-hmm. act and behave and train your mind as though you have it. Because as we said before, the opportunities then to manifest that will be coming your way if you stay in that thing. And the thing about the universe that maybe some people don't understand is, you know, we live in a, in a three-dimensional world where we have linear time. So if I have to walk from one end of my house to the other, it will take a certain number of minutes, okay? But in the unified quantum field, there's no time. So the universe will decide, right, now we'll give it to you. But it might not be in the timeline that we expect. So chasing after something, pushing for it, is is actually mm-hmm. not going to make it happen. You just have yeah. to accept the fact you've already got it, be thankful for the fact you've you've got it, and then let that mm-hmm. go. So I, I did some work with Olympic athletes on mindset training uh, many years ago, and they all get to the start line. So for, for, you know, runners get to the start line, and they're all visualizing winning. Mm-hmm. And the problem is then they keep going, I must win, I must win, I must win. No, mm. you, you, you're now trying to drag it to you, and the universe will give it to you when you're ready. The ones who, who let it go and say, I'll accept what happens on the day, they're the ones that mm-hmm. normally do best. They might not win that mm-hmm. day, but they're certainly going to win better long time. So, yeah, it's an interesting you know, thing to think about from that aspect. The other thing you spoke about is stress, and stress mm-hmm. is such a bad thing for creativity, as you, you described so eloquently. But stress also suppresses the immune system. Yep. So you know, Bruce Lipton talks about this, and, and he says that if they're going to do an organ transplant, then they they inject stress into the body to suppress the immune system so that the body doesn't reject the organ. Now, if we're living a life of stress, so there's a saber-toothed tiger in the room 24-7, our whole immune system is completely suppressed, so we're now open to being ill, you know. And perversely, in in a a dichotomy sort of way, when we're chasing after something or wanting something, you're suppressing the fact it's going to come. You have to act from the position that it's already been achieved. Yeah. I think people struggle with that, you know, when they're on their health journey, they're like, they just, they just give up, right? Like, oh, this work is, you know, why should I believe? Like, I don't see it actually, you know, happening. Right. But it's like, when it comes to health, it's not always so blatantly obvious that you're healing. So people like lose that trust with that process, but it's like, 
you may be healing in other ways that are not so obvious to you, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. your joint swelling doesn't go down. Maybe you still have stiffness, but like other deeper aspects of you are healing. And that is, you know, helping you align with this greater version with yourself. But people definitely lose that trust, especially with their body, right? Like when your body is sick, you just, you're upset at it. You're mad at it. You're like, why is this happening to me? You're so angry at it. And a lot of, you know, what I do with my clients is like, you have to show up like a healthy person, even when you don't feel healthy. And that's a very hard concept for people to understand. Like wake up, just try to embody what that would feel like to be in a healthy body. And that mind body connection is so strong because if you wake up every single day and focus on all the problems in your life, how terrible your health is or what's going wrong, you're basically, you know, amplifying that within the body. But if you give yourself, um, you know, if you're able to just try to show up the best way you can, like today I'm eating healthy meals. I'm going to go on a walk. Like I'm going to do a meditation. It's like, you know, that's what people struggle with is like understanding that they they're healing even when they can't see it, but mm-hmm. they just, they have to show up that way in order for it to actually start happening. Cause I think, what is it the, um, where Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about how we have this like cause and effect, right? Like if I like, I'll feel grateful once this has happened to me, but it's like, no, feel grateful now. And then that will follow. And that's like the same with your health is like, you know, we expect to feel healthy once we've done all the things, but it's like, no, try to feel healthy now in your body, whatever you can imagine that could be, then your health will kind of follow along with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely true. I mean, you know, as you say, people, you know, they want to cause something to create the effect. When actually, you yes. have to affect, you have to affect the cause. It's got to be the, it's yeah. be the other. And living in the present moment, you know, going back to what you were saying, is that's where the unknown is. They, they, as you know, again talking about Dr. Joe Dispenza, they know what their 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 familiar past is like, and they can predict their future from there. So that's yep. comfortable, even though it's not nice. Mm-hmm. When you go into that present moment, that's where the unknown is. And I was watching a a Star Trek movie the other other night, actually. It was quite quite interesting. And at the end, they said, um, you know, space is the final frontier. And I just thought for a minute, no, it's not. It's (laughs) what's inside us is the final frontier. We we don't know how powerful, how how infinite we actually are. Uh, And people will will watch a, a, a science fiction movie and go, well, that's brilliant, you know. And if you think about this... Space travel started from science fiction movies. Someone in you know, had, a, had a movie at the turn of the, of the 20th century or something like that, you know, in 1900 and something, and it was it was an imaginary thing to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. But from that came space travel. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. vision was created from something that they didn't think could happen, but but did. So it all happens up here. And I remember when I was when I was broke, miserable, sad, and depressed. Um, and I got those tapes and I, I invested in other books. One thing I, I wanted, because I had always, I had secondhand cars that, that never lasted long. Um, and I thought, when, I, when I'm successful, I'm going to have a I'm going to buy a brand new Range Rover cash. And what mm-hmm. I did, and this will align with what you were saying earlier on, I used to go to Range Rover garages. I used to dress up in a suit. So I, I looked as though <laughs> I had money. And I would 
sit in the cars and test drive the Range Rovers. So I knew what it felt like. I knew what it smelt like. And that was it. And I thought about this all the time. And I think it was within 18 months, I went and bought my first Range Rover for cash. But if you think about that concept in what you're talking about, that's exactly what they have to do when they turn up every day. Doesn't mean they get, they get the Range Rover in terms of immediate health yep. straight away, but they've, they've got to be there test driving that new body. They've got to be feeling it. They've got to be sensing it. They've got to be smelling it. They, they, they've got to be in it um, as, yep. as, you know, and believing it's happened now. That's so important. So what, what you're teaching is absolutely so crucial. Yeah, exactly. It's like our human brains, we need to see it to believe it, right? We need to see it to be able to feel it is the way that most of us operate. And if you think about it, all the things that we have in, you know, right now in 2023, things like the other day, I was thinking about how crazy it is that we can FaceTime people around the entire world, right? 20 years ago, we would have been like, what? What are you talking about? Like, there's no way. How? Same thing with going to the moon or really anything, electric cars, like all these things that we have now, there were visionaries out there that said, yeah, I know that this sounds impossible, but it is, it is. And so if things like that can, you know, transpire in our universe, why can't our own sanity and health and happiness? Right. And so I love that you mentioned a while back about like attracting versus chasing, like you have to genuinely embody that, which we talk about literally every single podcast episode is we are constantly living as the version of ourselves deep down that we want to be or know that we are. And that allows us to simply attract things to us like a magnet rather than trying to chase after things. If you're literally trying to chase after things, Abraham Hicks talks all of the, all the time about going upstream and, and fighting the battle. And you think that you're trying to get back to where you were, but you're actually working much harder. I think of like a magnet of an opposite like polar opposite, right? Where you're just actually pushing things away as you're getting closer to it. And so um, when Erica, you were talking about people needing to like really embody that and be that person that you want to be, but it's kind of scary because you don't really know exactly what that feels like or looks like or is yet. The cool part about that is you have a decision, right? You can actually switch the narrative there and be like, well, why wouldn't I want to act like a healthy person? Why wouldn't I want to feel like a healthy person, even if I'm not right now? Because that's going to feel a little bit better. And like Gabby Bernstein talks a lot about the choose again method, where you're just choosing a feeling that feels a little bit better. Yeah, it's really hard to go from I'm unhealthy, I'm sick, I hate my life, I want to die, to I absolutely love my life and I'm so grateful. But you can choose something that feels a little bit better. And those are the steps to get to that point where you are living from a pure place of gratitude and love. And um, I love like Mark, you talk about in your ebook about like changing um, the negative criticism that we all have to positive self-talk and like the steps to get there. And the other thing that I really like is that in all of your teachings, I like that you pull the more religious side of things because I think that it kind of opens a door for people that are truly very religious and hold on to that as their truth. And it, and it's something that honestly, we don't do much on this podcast, right? We kind of talk about mindset and spirituality and, you know, health and all of that, but we don't really dive deep on that side of things. And so I think it's really important for people to hear the way that you teach, um, both on your Instagram and your eBooks and, um, any public speaking engagement, other podcasts that you're on, because when at the foundation of it all, 
as you said, every religion has generally the same beliefs that everything is connected, that love is, you know, the ultimate way and that we can change our reality. And um, I don't know. I just think it's really, really important for people to realize that. So if there's anyone that listens to our podcast that is genuinely pretty religious, like this is a really good kind of um, way for you to understand how these concepts can absolutely uh, be incorporated into your life practices and your health practices. This episode is sponsored by 5CBD. We are so excited to be partnering with 5CBD. I've been using these products for months now, and I've been loving their full-spectrum CBD THC products, especially the sleep gummies. Those are my all-time favorite. Studies actually show that using CBD products with small amounts of THC in them has potential to decrease pain and inflammation throughout your body and also reduce feelings of anxiety and depression, which is something that everyone with an autoimmune disease can definitely benefit from. You don't want to miss out on this offer because you'll get a free full-size tincture or gummies all you have to do is click the link in our show notes yeah no i agree with you i mean i'm not a religious person per se i'd I'd say i'm more spiritual than religious but that doesn't mean i'm not going to read the read the religious text there's there's so much beneficial information in there i mean i went to church the other week and my wife the church secretary of a local church uh, and they had a guy they called colin campbell and he was nelson mandela's pastor when he was on robin island so why wouldn't you go and listen to this guy, you know? And he told a story, which is quite interesting. He, he said that when he was with Nelson Mandela, who was in prison there, he told him the story about, um, I think it was, was it Jacob or, who, who was the one that was imprisoned by the by the pharaohs? Was it Jacob or Joseph? And eventually yeah, became the Joseph, yeah. Joseph, yeah, because he had a multicolored yeah, Joseph. And he was imprisoned by, by, by the Egyptians there, but then he became a prince, didn't he, of Egypt? And he told this to Nelson Mandela, and then he apologized and said, oh, I'm ever so sorry. He said, you know, I shouldn't have given you false hope. And Nelson Mandela apparently said to him, no, that's fine. You've given me something to work on. And then mm. that that prisoner became president of South Africa. Wow. You know, there's, there's a lot we can learn from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Absolutely true. Well, so what we have to get over is the different separations that people have within different religious beliefs. So I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. therefore I'm not a Muslim. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Muslim, therefore I'm not a Buddhist. And, you know, this whole point of separation is what creates duality and what and what creates this suffering, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. When we all come together with a, with a common goal, irrespective of what our religious beliefs are or, you know, then we, we all have one world view. And if that's based on compassion, love, and kindness, it can't go wrong. It kind of reminds me of kind of what's happening like within the autoimmune chronic illness community. It's like, well, I have lupus or I have rheumatoid arthritis or it's like this like battle between each other. It's like ultimately all of us just want to be able to experience good health again and Mm -hmm. live a good quality of life. It's not a competition or it's not a comparison. I feel like there's this constant thing of, well, my chronic illness is worse than yours or like my RA is worse than your RA because I'm positive and you're seronegative. And I think that it all is um, unfortunately a testament to the way that society is and the way that all of these, you know, powers that be have have um, implemented certain strategies to keep people separated. And the more, I think that a lot of people are waking up now. I think there are more and more people that are understanding that when you live from a place of love and compassion and gratitude, that that feels really good to 
ourselves. And so in turn, we're able to start that ripple effect and share that with other people. And then that turns into wealth and abundance and all this beauty that surrounds us. Yeah, there's a a British MP called Tony Benn, a good guy. And he said, if you want to to control the public, just demoralize them and make them live in fear. And they'll do anything you, you tell them to do. And if you transcend that and you realize that there is no separation, you know, we are all one in the same and we generate you know, love and compassion and kindness, then you break down those barriers and you can't be controlled. And, you know, people are scared of what can't be controlled. And it goes back to the point you were saying, Rachel, about people are scared of the unknown because they don't know whether they can control it or not. That's the beauty of the whole thing. You know, I, I meditate regularly. I practice mindfulness and meditative walking every day. Because when you go into that unknown, you don't know what you're going to come across. And it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely beautiful. You know, why would you want to live a planned life? Yeah. When, when there's so much out there that you, that you can actually have, there's an abundance of things out there you can do. And that mm-hmm. goes back to like nervous system, you know, stuff, right? So like our brain, that's its job is to protect predict you know kind of control the outcome of things and like it wants to know what's happening like that is what our brain is literally designed to do but the moment that you can witness wait that's just my mind that's not authentically genuinely who i am these are just these thoughts that i've been thinking for years and years and years these are just the beliefs that i've created you know based off of my past experiences but it's actually not the truth and i don't have to live as a prisoner to my mind right like just even understanding that has a big power because i think a lot of people they associate with their beliefs right like Mm -hmm. they just I I am this, I am that, but it's like, no, that's just what you've perpetuated throughout your life. You keep solidifying that, uh, that version of yourself, but it doesn't, it's not the, the truth. That's, you know, it doesn't have to be the truth. So I think, yeah, there's just so much that we, I'm like, we'll have to do like three episodes with you because I feel like, <laughs> there's like really, there's really just so much to go, you know, in so many directions here, but I encourage anyone who's like listening to this to just, you know, try to expand your mind a little bit and, you know, read a little bit more into this and the stuff, uh, the information that Mark has and Dr. Joe Dispenza and Eckhart and all these different people that we've repeatedly talked about, um, And I highly recommend that anyone goes to Mark Dawes on Instagram. And um, if you click on the link in his bio, his ebook, Live This Life, is amazing. Um, I have read through it one time a few weeks ago. And just like talking to you again, I want to go back through because it's one of those ebooks that I feel like you'll get something different every time you go back to it. I have a lot of kind of books in my archives that I always tend to go back to. And I kind of feel like this is going to be one of them. There's just so much in there and it's really easy to read and digest and understand. And it's not super long, which I also appreciate because I think that when books are a little bit longer, people are like, Oh, I don't know. Like it's not as approachable. Um, And I just, I really appreciate you coming on here and being willing to do this interview with us. It means so, so much to us to be able to share the information that you have with our audience. Um, We do have a couple more questions for you. I'm wondering if there's like any specific insights, like any um, specific things that have really transformed your mindset overall on, you know, this path of your journey. 
Yeah, I, I think realizing the interconnectedness of everything is mm. one one thing, but also the impermanence, understanding that everything's impermanent. Mm. That uh, you know, so we, we inter are or we inter be with with everything on the planet. So what what exists in me exists in you, exists in a leaf, exists in a tree, you know, and one can't live without the other. So that that interconnectedness and interbeing was really something that made me look deep into into who I am, you know, uh, and it was a question I started asking myself, you know, in meditation, you know, who am I? And it's an interesting exercise to go through because the, yeah. you can't point to any part of you. Uh, but impermanence, uh, and again, both of these teachings came from the great Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh. You know, if you consider that nothing's going to last forever, then any suffering people's going through is going to end. You know, mm. um, any pain people's going to go through, it's going to end. But it's also the same for happiness because without happiness you you, you can't have sadness because if you didn't have sadness yeah. you wouldn't know what happiness was mm. you'd have nothing yeah. to compare it with so they're both two of the same but seeing them as, as separate is wrong you have to transcend yeah. that separate and see it as a point of singularity so understanding those concepts was uh, a big turning point for me but going back to when i was eighty thousand pound in debt that one set of audio tapes put me on the road to that changed my life totally uh you know and as i said i was, I was going to lose my house family was going to be made homeless we were going to be bankrupt everything that i was should was going to be you know should achieve as a man i'd failed that was me then thinking about suicide so before that i was achieving dropping off achieving dropping over no consistence but the the main thing was was that i loved what i did i mm, absolutely yeah. loved it it wasn't work you know i didn't go to work every day yes. we enjoyed it yeah and as my past diverged as, as it has over the last few years we let the business go we gave it away we gave a multiple six-figure business away to, to two of my trainers and we, we're now you know taking early retirement and we're on a different path um so yeah i would i would say to anyone whatever you think your passion is just go and do it what's the worst that can happen mm-hmm. yep. I mean, clearly, you know, this is what Rachel and I talk about is like, we're not, you know, I'm not making currently what I thought I would be making at 35 years old if I would have finished my graduate school and have been working as a therapist, right? But my life is so stress-free. Like, mm-hmm. I love my clients. I love what I do. I love sharing this information with people genuinely. And like, mm-hmm. so does Rachel. Like, we're both, you know, very passionate about this and it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel stressful. And we both know, like, we trust the process that we're leading to something greater. Like, we we did a yeah. women's autoimmune retreat where we got, mm-hmm. you know, 10 women, nine or 10 women, you know, from all different parts of the States and even in the UK to come to this retreat. And they all had autoimmune diseases. And we created the first women's autoimmune retreat together. And in it's like, Malibu, just, much less. In, in Malibu, <laughs> like we did that, you know, and it's like, you know, even though I'm not making ideally what I would like to make, you know, living in California, I every year I'm getting closer and closer to that. And I like... I just trust it. I'm like, okay, like it, I may not get exactly what I want now, but I know this process is leading me to the life like you, like I want that life where you just said, where like, you're (laughs) not, you're not because I grew up, you know, with a single mom and stressing about money and like constantly on the verge of like being homeless. Like that Mm -hmm. was my life. So it's like, 
I know that I'm deserving. That's another thing, right? Believing you're worthy of that is something mm-hmm. that I've had to work on over the years of like, I am worthy of having this badass life like Mark. <laughs> I'm worthy of it. And I'm in the process and I'm in the motion and I'm creating that. And mm-hmm. when I arrive there at that life, right? Like I'll know it. But in the meantime, like I'm not worried about it. I'm not stressed about it. I'm not upset. I'm like, everything's good. I love what yeah. I do. I think a big part of that is the fact that like you get to enjoy the process, right? And a huge aspect of where we are now in our own journeys professionally on a health journey and relationships in our life is genuinely loving where we're at even now, right? Embracing the fact that like our success is not just based on the amount of money we're making, but on how we're feeling deep down. And I think that that's like a huge, huge lesson for most people to learn is we are successful right? Are we making the amount of money that we want to be making necessarily? Maybe not, but we're successful in every other aspect. We have virtually no stress compared to where we were years ago, or even maybe even like a year ago, you know? And so that's something that has been a huge theme in my own journey, especially recently is, Hey, that's okay. And I might be, you know, making less money, but I have never experienced this low amount of stress in my life. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, that's the important thing. You know, it, it, it's health is wealth, isn't it? At the end of the yes. day, mm-hmm. yep. you, you can have as much money in the bank as you want, but like I did, you know, have a heart attack, you could be gone. Doesn't matter, you yep. can't take it with you. So, mm-hmm. no, you're on the right journey. And again, just to go back to Tichnat Han, he, he had a great saying. He said, "Everyone wants to get to a point where they're happy, but happiness mm-hmm. isn't the destination. It's it is the journey. Yeah, everything, yep. everything you're doing. So, if you're happy in what you're doing." you are successful. I mean, Dale Carnegie, Dale Carnegie once um, said that success is, is the realisation of a worthy ideal. Mm-hmm. So whatever that worthy ideal is, if you want to be a stay-at-home mum and bring up your kids, if, if that's your, your worthy ideal, mm-hmm. you're successful. If you want to be a school teacher and that's what you want to do and you love what you do, you're successful. Mm-hmm. We can't measure things by monetary gain, you know, mm-hmm. and it's good to see young people like you breaking the mold and forging a path for other people to follow because you're the inspiration now. Mm, Thank Thank you. you. That's really nice of you to say. (laughs) Yeah. And we talk about this on our podcast of like, you know, our podcast is not just about health and autoimmune disease. It's like helping you create a life that you thoroughly enjoy. If Mm -hmm. you create a life that you thoroughly enjoy, guess what happens? You have less stress. You like have people that are supportive around you. You, all these things start aligning and guess what? Your health will align with that. If you're stuck in a job that you hate and you're just doing it for money, you're just hanging out with people because, you know, you're scared of being by yourself because, you know, these people are like pieces of crap and they're treating you like crap, but you feel like, oh, I just need people around me. Right. Or like whatever that is in your life. Like if you're doing that, you're stuck in that chronic stress. You're stuck in that. um, You're not aligned with truly how you want to live your life. And so I think just creating a life that is outside of what people expect of you or like, you know, the societal standards, whatever that is, like alleviates so much from you. Mm -hmm. And on this podcast, we're like, just go for it. Just literally just go for it because it's in my opinion, from my personal experience and with Rachel, every time we've taken a leap into anything, like even just like 
changing my job or my coaching title recently and like changing the way I share on social media or like changing what we share on this podcast. Yes, there's always a, okay, but what if, but we never let that be the deciding factor. We always go, no, because this is what's aligned. This is what I believe in. And this is what I genuinely care about. So I cannot show up any other way. And it always works out in our favor. I always talk about turning up the volume on your intuition or that like gut feeling, that initial reaction and turning down the volume on your brain, which is always going to try to convince you otherwise. So essentially what I like to think of is the, you know, angel and the devil on the shoulder and your brain is that devil being like, no, you need to play small. And the angel is like, the, you're into is your intuition telling you like, Hey, I think you should really probably go this way. Like this feels right. And it's up to you to decide, like, am I going to play big or am I going to play small? Am I going to find what genuinely brings me joy and allows me to live in gratitude and makes me feel aligned and less stressed? Or am I going to listen to the brain and, you know, that devil on the shoulder saying, no, let's play small, let's play safe. And you get to make that decision for yourself in every single step of the way, in every single moment in your life and on your health journey, you get to say, am I going to turn up the volume on the intuition or, or and turn down the volume on the brain? Or am I going to do the opposite and continue to live in the quote unquote known versus taking steps on that path that isn't necessarily um, aligned? Yeah, you'll have a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other one. Just get, Just don't listen to the devil. You know, <laughs> there's enough devils out there that will give you wrong information, uh, try and talk you down. And the world is a, is a much noisier place now. You know, if, if you look at all the noise on social media, it's hard to, to find the quiet spot. But you need to operate within that quiet spot. And, you know, for anyone listening yep. to this, that this is why meditation and mindfulness practice is so important. You know, and you don't have to sit there for hours with your legs crossed. And, you know, I can't. I can't cross my legs. I'm too old. You know, but you don't have to sit for, for hours chanting some mantra. You just go in and just follow your breath. And it's it's a wonderful thing because if you breathe, you, which you must do to stay alive, then you can meditate. Mm-hmm. And it's meditation is the only thing you can consistently fail at and get better at doing. Because mm. every time your mind wanders and you bring that mind back to your breath, you're training your mind. And that first training in concentration is so important. And one of the myths about meditation, I get asked this a lot. They say, well, I've been told by my yoga instructor or by my meditation teacher, I need to empty my mind. And I'm finding it really hard. And they're thinking of giving up. You can't empty your mind. For your mind to be empty, it has to be empty of something. Therefore, that's wrong teaching. They've taken the Buddhist principle of energy and then translated that into emptiness and it's not the same so what you focus on is your breath that's the energy source and if you do that and when your mind wanders bring it back to your breath that's the first training the buddha ever taught his followers love that love that so much so before we kind of end out we have a couple more questions what values do you embody on a daily basis and then what practice technique for our listeners that they can kind of take away and implement in their daily lives loyalty integrity, honesty, and trust. They're the foremost, foremost important values to me. Yeah. And always have been for a long time. You know, if you've got those four values, uh, particularly integrity, because you do the right thing, because it's the right thing to do, irrespective of what everyone else says, then that's hugely important. So I've lived my life by those values. And that's why when it became time to give the business away, you know, part of that was because we, we weren't enjoying it as much as we were prior to because 
our thinking gone off in a different direction. So we had to be true to ourselves and hand the business over to serve as many people as they could in in hands of new directors who were doing a great job. Now, go on, I was going to say, what was the last question? Oh, yeah, yeah. What is one practice, tip, or technique for our listeners to incorporate into their daily lives? Oh, easy. Meditate. Go inside. I, was say, I felt like you are you answered that right before, but I just yeah. wanted to like make sure that there wasn't anything else that you had. But I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, go go inside. You know, focus on that present moment. That's where you're in the unknown. That's where all the magic happens. Okay, just allow yourself to sit. Think of sitting and doing nothing as being rebellious, if you like. Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. You know, and be in that present moment. And on the same theme, if uh, and again, I'm stealing from Tichnat Han. If you're wash, washing the dis- dishes, wash the dishes. Don't think about you're going to have a cup of tea in ten minutes. Just wash the dishes. When you go for a walk, just focus on each step and you're doing mindfulness meditation practice. So you, can, you can incorporate it into every aspect of your day. Mm-hmm. But get, get into the routine every morning. Sit 5, 10, 15 minutes if you can. Just focus on your breath, and that will ground you for the day and put you in that present moment, which is the sweet spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. love that. That's something that we talk about a lot with clients and on the podcast we've mentioned. Um, the dishes is a really good example that we've mentioned and also like walking, like it doesn't have to look like, like you said a little bit ago, just sitting and closing your eyes and, you know, chanting. So I absolutely love that. And that is such a good tip and technique for people to utilize and they can absolutely utilize it literally right after turning off this podcast, just go on a two minute walk even, and just like focusing on the steps that you're taking, the sound that you're hearing the breath and all of that stuff. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate your wisdom and your knowledge and everything that you've shared with us and with our listeners. What is the best way for people to find you and connect with you? Um, well, they can find me on, on uh, Instagram, Mark Dawes QT. The QT at the end stands for quantum thinking, of course. So I'm on there. And if they go to my bio, there's an email on there. They can, they can uh, email me if they wish to. There's a link tree link on there where they can get access to loads of free stuff like the books that you guys have read. Plus, I've added some more stuff on there. And there's some interviews on there with people who've actually healed themselves, uh, friends of mine, you know, um, as, as well. So when we talk about Dr. Joe Dispenser and Bruce Lipton and all these other great people that we stand on the shoulders of because they're the giants of the industry, we, we shouldn't forget that there are ordinary people doing extraordinary things every day. Mm, you yep. know? Yep. Because some people sometimes say, oh, well, it's okay for Joe Dispenser to do it and it's okay for Bruce Lipton. But, yep. you know, there's I've got videos of, of ordinary people telling extraordinary stories about how they their lives have been changed by using their mind. Ooh, I absolutely love that. There are ordinary people out there doing extraordinary things all the time, every single day. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, We are really excited to stay in touch with you. I feel like I agree with Erica. We could do multiple podcasts with you because there's just so many avenues we could go down. But thank you so much for your time. You're most welcome. And Rachel, Erica, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to be your guest. Pleasure. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.